chaos is everywhere. Everybody, this is Jonathan Gilchrist here by myself today um, for a special episode of Chaos Everywhere. Um, Mr. Artie Vice is a little bit under the weather, so if you're tuning in for Chaos at Ringside, uh, make sure you tune in next week because we're going to still be scheduled to watch uh, WrestleMania 12 uh, next week as we normally have been planning on. Um, but I'm sure since we're going to be watching the entire WrestleMania, We'll definitely have some time to talk about the current news and notes about wrestling. So you'll get your, you know, current AEW fix and everything else that's been going on uh, during that episode. But since Mr. Vice is under the weather, I decided to take a page out of uh, Bruce Pritchard's playbook and try to give you a little bit more than what you're losing by having to do a substitution. So, when to that end, right now we're going to be watching uh, an episode that I... Uh, I said I was going to do a while back. I can't remember which one it was, but it was one of the Vader episodes we did. Either It's Time, It's Time, It's Chaos Time, or Vader Invades Japan. And I mentioned that we uh, should have watched a Boy Meets World episode as like a companion piece because he guest starred on Boy Meets World a few times. And uh, that's what we're going to do today. I've picked from Season 2, Episode 21 of Boy Meets World, The Thriller in Phila. I picked it because I think the other one's probably a little bit more well-known. Probably should have went with it because there's more wrestling involved. But honestly, I just thought, hey, let's do the one that I don't remember as well. Just because, you know, that way hope maybe it'll be like a nostalgia thing. It'll be like a, oh yeah, this isn't something that I remember thinking about a lot. Um, but it's still got Vader in it. And um, yeah, I hope we enjoy it. And um, the extra bonus this week will be um, also on this same day, if you've checked out the download, there should be an episode, it'll be later in the day, it won't be our regular time, so if it's not up yet, give it time, it'll be up by Thursday. Uh, DJ Madman and I are going to discuss the movie The Aristocrats um, because of the passing of Bob Saget. If you've never seen that movie, if you've never seen that documentary, it's on Tubi, uh, Amazon Prime, and I think one other, Pluto TV, it's like all free. You can definitely find it pretty easily right now. And I would suggest watching the documentary because it's very funny. It's it's about the world's filthiest joke. And it's a hundred different comedians telling it in their own style. And um, DJ Madman and I are going to discuss it. So enjoy that episode as well. And uh, join us next week for our you know Chaos Everywhere WrestleMania 12. But for right now, let's get into some Boy Meets World, which is about as far away from the aristocrats as you can be. Alright, so I'm at zero, and uh, we're going to hit play in three, two, one, play. And I just realized I forgot to look up, I looked it up, but I forgot to make a note in my head of the date this episode aired. I think it's sometime in 96. I really don't have any idea what's going on at this point in the story of Boy Meets World. Um... I'm assuming Sean and Corey are getting into hijinks. So that's about all I can tell you. This is, of course, after season two. So this is after we're out of the sixth grade year. We're in the same hallway that we'll be in for the next, like, four years. <laughs> the um, 
one of the funny things about this hallway, which I didn't realize uh, when I was watching it, but it is really funny. If you um, notice the uh, the direction that Topanga just walked away towards, there's a door on that hallway, and that door it leads to um, a bathroom, or in some episodes, Beanie's office. And it just depends on the episode. I don't know if they ever made a decision on which one that would lead to. Oh yes, Corey being bullied by the jocks. Which is actually not the regular thing for Boy Meets World. Because usually there, there's like, like most sitcoms in high school, there's like an actual bully cast, if you will, bully um, group. So it's not the regular students that are the bullies. Oh yeah, okay. Like I said, this episode doesn't register my brain as much as the other one, but I do remember bits of it as I watch it, and uh, Corey's joining the wrestling team, because, well, then you get to be a jock, and you get to make fun of people. Uh, yeah, Corey's really built for wrestling, as you can see. He's a nice size of it. In no way would he be easily crushed by any opponents that might come along. Uh, this show really, um, I don't, I've tried to watch it again since I've been older, um, and I really can't get back into it. There's a lot of my teenage self kind of in this, in, in a lot of very specific and weird ways. So it's, it's one of those things where, like, I'm sure everybody's got stuff like this, but you go back to it, and it puts you in the in your mindset of when you were, like, that age where you were your most awkward. Not that I've ever really grown out of my awkward. If you've listened to the podcast for long enough, you know that. But it, this show puts me back in that stage in a really re real way, so it makes it very difficult for me to nostalgically watch it like I do a lot of other shows. All that to say that this will probably not be a recurring thing. I might eventually revisit the other Vader episode or maybe the one other episode I can think of where there's a wrestling tie-in with uh, Mick Foley. But if I do that, that's about the limit of it. I just, I can't, I can't emotionally handle going through this entire show. And maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. This will, you know, because as, as I remember this episode, the stuff that we really hear for for this episode is kind of at the end, so... I'm not really that worried about the story. Oh, look at that. That's some good classic comedy right there with the giving himself a concussion. <laughs> Speaking of um, being put back into that mindset, I remember when I was like 14 or 15, maybe a little bit younger, one thing that I would do to try and, you know, impress people, not even girls necessarily, just impress, like, people, because um, I have no social skills, is I would crush apples. I um, I would just squeeze them between my hands and uh, crush them. I'm pretty sure I can still do it. Not that it's that impressive. Just what really gets me is just the weirdness of the uh, the um, thought that that would impress people. Now looking back on it, I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Oh yeah, yeah. This is a this is a side character that doesn't last very long because he's very fucking obnoxious. He's a very rich, um, 
student who just hired a masseuse to come in the middle of his class and Feeney's not having it because Feeney is, of course, the best teacher of any generation. But um, this is... Uh, so for anybody that remembers the show, the original bullies, which these three are... Well, there's Frankie and uh, I forget what the other kid's name is. Um, their original leader was a greaser type in 1993 because you couldn't be a fucking bully without being from Greece. But they got rid of him. Uh, he went to reform school, and they brought in this other bully who's the guy, rich kid that just got the massage, who's played by the guy that plays Ben Wyatt on uh, Parks and Recreation, by the way. And, um, yeah, this is the trio. I, I don't know the reasoning behind why they got rid of one. I know there is a reason. I just didn't think... I didn't know where we were, like I said, in the stories. I didn't think to look it up. Um, but he doesn't last very long. Ben does not do a very good job, or at least he's not as... I would say it's not memorable because until this very moment, I forgot that there was another bully in Corey's, you know, growing up middle school life. So I don't think you, not that the actor's not good, I just don't think he, the character was that good. So that's how you ended up with uh, them bringing back eventually the original bully. Greatest accomplish making the wrestling team. Oh, I was never this guy, but I do remember the shit that used to feel important back when I was around that age. All seems so fucking stupid now. And I was a pretty self-evident person in a lot of ways. I could know in my heart how stupid all of it would seem. And I knew how I would look at back at it, but it still felt important. Fucking hormones. So. Um, hold on, guys. We're going to take a quick break. Not because I really need to. I just have something I have to do. So we're going to pause it. And it won't affect you guys any. I'll be right back. And um, we can finish up the show. All right, hold on one second. Okay, guys, I'm sorry about the interruption. We're at 7 minutes and 17 seconds. If you're watching with the subtitles, it should say sidebar right there on the screen. And we're going to hit play in 3, 2, 1, play. Uh, Mr. Turner, by the way, in case any of you are a huge fan of the show and you've never heard the explanation of this, there's a very um, famous cliffhanger kind of in this series where Mr. Turner gets into a motorcycle accident. Um, it's the same as so Sean has joined a cult and we never see Mr. Turner again and a lot of people wonder, did he die or something like that. He did not die. Um, they never tell you on the TV show, but if you ever... Well, if you're young enough to watch this show, you probably won't watch from the sequel. But there's a sequel called Girl Meets World, which is um, all about Corey and Topanga's daughter, spoiler alert, and uh, he's on that show. Uh, Mr. Turner comes back as, like, the superintendent of schools. So, yeah, he's not dead, which is, you know, nice, because a lot of people really love that character, and it's really weird how he just 
fucking disappear, especially because he's so important. But yeah, Frankie just uh, challenged Corey to a wrestling match, which I'm sure will, you know, be Greco-Roman style and all that, you know, pins to one counts or something, something. I, yeah, I have no idea. Oh. Oh, it's Joey and Frank. Yeah, Joey. That's the other guy's name. Can't always remember it. Ah, <laughs> uh, going with the Karate Kid. It's actually funny that um, he says he picked up a wrestling technique touring Japan. Well, because it's not like the. It would be, if you were watching this without knowing, it would be kind of a cool, you know, nugget at the end that Vader's going to show up. Um, but since that's why we're watching this, uh, you guys know that. But if you, obviously, if you've listened to us, you know that Vader's probably biggest career success, I would say, where he gets the most recognition um, was Japan. So it's a nice little touch that, you know, they talk about touring Japan because... Um, Frankie is, uh, supposed to be Vader's son, if you can see the family resemblance. Also, clearly they know a lot about wrestling when they're writing the show, as Joey just hit a dropkick of all moves. I mean, as, as far as, like, high school sports go, like, yes, you can get injured in wrestling, but for the most part, the rules are there to protect you. I don't know. I just, I don't remember wrestlers in my school getting injured that often. It could happen, obviously, because it's a physical thing. But I would say, if I had to put money on it, I would say probably football is more dangerous. Oh, the hilarity. Drinking the smoothie full of eggs and whatever other shit was in there, like Rocky. This is a, another fun little thing that I, I, I absolutely love, this factoid. Um, the father. <laughs> oh, that's it. Joey wants to be on the wrestling team, so he's going to try and beat Corey for a spot. The father uh, the, of uh, Corey is actually... By the way, I think that's a win. I, I, I Again, I don't know amateur wrestling. I think once it's a one count, but once you get the shoulders down, the count, I think think isn't that just like fucking um what's we're looking for symbolic like it's like you pin the shoulders down you've won or maybe i'm wrong i don't know i i don't know actual wrestling that well oh but the father of the show Corey's dad was actually in a movie in the 70s called deathbed the bed that eats people and uh pat oswald has a um really funny bit about that movie but when I looked it up I was amazed to find that he's the only one that had any other acting credits after it in one of them's Boy Meets World and if you don't know what that is it's literally what it sounds like it's a bed that in the 1500s that is um, someone is possessed by a demon a knight comes in stabs the person 
with his sword. The blood gets into the bed. The bed is now possessed by a demon. And then you fast forward to like the 1970s and the bed starts eating people. And of course, Ben Oswald's joke is like, he's written stuff for Hollywood. But this guy wrote Deathbed, the bed that eats people, and said, no, this must be made. I cannot doubt myself and push through all the doubts that must have been there to get Deathbed, the bed that eats people, made. It's an amazing bit, but man, I just, I love it. It has a connection to Boy Meets World. But yeah, so um, Corey won his match. He gets to stay on the wrestling team. Um, kind of won it by distracting Joey, but it was a fair wrestling move. It was an actual wrestling move. And now Joey's just chasing around, challenging him to another match. And now they're going to do a after-school, you know, no-holds-barred match for the spot on the team. It's actually not a bad storyline, if you think about it, because like, Corey and Joey are the same size, and it's interesting to see Corey actually wrestle, or actually do something athletic, because he's not really an athletic guy. Oh, and there's the ring. Now we're gonna do some real wrestling. Now we're now we're now we're closer to my neck of the woods where I'm really comfortable and happy. I I don't understand all this Matt shit and half Nelsons and so on and so forth, but I understand when he put three ropes around with turnbuckles. I I know the tricks of the trade for that. That's Robert Goulet. They got Robert Goulet to be the announcer. Again, showing off how this uh, new bully, who I'm going to call Ben Wyatt, is um, rich because he can afford to bring Robert Goulet to the Philadelphia fucking high school or wherever the fuck they are. Like St. or John Adams High, I think is the name of the school. Yeah, all those kids are fucking cheering around. Who the fuck in there, even though this is back in like 1994, who the fuck in there knows who Robert Goulet is? At this point, I would only know who Robert Goulet is because of The Simpsons. And there's a really fun episode where Bart opens up a, uh, a casino and he steals Robert Goulet from the Burns Casino. But that's the only way I would know who Robert Goulet is. I know him for a few different things now, but that's because I'm older and I've had a lot more time to waste my life watching TV and such. I did, um, it was mostly about the other episode that he's in. I did he watch or read some stuff that Jim Cornette talked about, um, how Vader got involved. And basically Jim said he didn't fucking have any idea how he got involved. He wouldn't have been involved with a 10 foot pole, but uh, they came to Vince and said, you're the, like, they gave him all the deference of, you're the top wrestling company. So Vince was like, you know, tickled pink to be on a network TV. I really, the more I watch this, the more I'm, I'm thinking, I like this episode. And there's the man, the Mastodon, if you will, who, is that the fucking United States title? I'm like 90, I'm really trying to see. This would have been before his WWF run, because it would have aired in 94. So, oh, that's right. They went to WWF after this, because by the time he comes back, it's like 96, because Jake the Snake's involved. So this that's probably the United States title right there. I didn't know Vader was the United States champion, but he's, that's what it looks like to me from here. But yeah, this is one of those rare things where, because um, like, 
you know, putting your fucking talent on ABC, especially back in the 90s, meant something. So it's interesting that um, this is one of those rare moments where WF actually got to take something from uh, WCW, where usually, like, the, the fucking Slim Jim sponsorship and whatever went the other way. But, uh, yeah, so by the time he gets in there next, it's WWF, and they actually give them two wrestlers, and you can tell Vince is much better at, like, selling the promotion because, like, like they, I, we're going to, okay, I'm making the decision. At some point, I'm going to do this other episode for you guys because I want to talk about this stuff, but there's mention of actual storylines in WWF at the time. There's um, another WWF wrestler. It's actually filmed, I think, at a uh, house show for WWF. Um, so, like, you can just see the amount of marketing that WWF actually fucking used when they had a chance to be mentioned on ABC, as opposed to right now where Vader's in WCW. And, yeah, he has the United States title, but they don't fucking ever say WCW. They don't ever mention anything real about WCW. He's not even wearing his Vader mask. So you can see the difference in how the companies, just from that, you can tell, like, oh, yeah, no, the fucking companies are not even trying. Well, WCW's not even trying. Yeah, no, we'll definitely get into that at some point. But um, Frankie just tagged himself in uh, when Corey took out Joey, and then Eric, helping his little brother, got him out of the rain. But Eric actually showed some moves to get Frankie, although Frankie's more of a gentle soul. And now Dad Vader is going to get in the ring, and mm-hmm. Eric's, you know, basically screwed. Oh, you don't want to go into the corner. I know you don't know this, Eric, but you really don't want to go in the corner of Vader. Actually, him doing a, a military press is probably the most um, humane thing he could have done. Can you... <laughs> Can you imagine, like, all of us wrestling fans, can you imagine if, like, they had said, okay, Vader, why don't you use those punches that you normally do in a, uh, in the corner? Oh, that would have, that would have really broken up uh, his face. But I do, I really do appreciate this joke. The, um, the joke is that Mr. Feeney shows up to break everything up because, you know, it's after school and whatever. And, um... Yeah, Vader, of course, is scared of Mr. Feeney because he's a former student. They do make a joke here that says uh, Vader's first name is Leslie. And uh, I don't know if that's real. I think his real name was Leon. But they make the joke that he's Leslie here for obvious reasons. But later they just call him um, Frankie, whatever his last name is. It's it's really hard for me to pronounce, uh, Senior. Uh, Texas Deathmatch. Yeah. And no, I don't know what... I know that's a real thing. I don't know what makes a Texas Deathmatch a Texas Deathmatch. So... But there you go. Because Vader... Because Vader got involved. I think Corey got involved, if I remember correctly, because I was talking over it. I'm sorry, guys, but I just I felt like it. 
I think Corey got involved because there was nobody in his weight class, so he didn't actually have to do anything, but he got one of those cool jackets to let him date the very jockish chick that, you know, we'll never see again. Instead of Topanga, who is not at this moment her hottest, but is already hotter than he could ever hope for. So, yeah, she's too young to be, like, you know, as hot as she does become later on the show. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, duh. Anyway. That's one of these things that that fucking show, this fucking show really screwed me up on. The the perfect girl for you is almost never just going to show up in your life. And be your best friend. Let's just say that. She might be out there, but not something that's just going to happen. Oh, Ben's got detention, everybody. For four years. Um, I, it's a sitcom, so it's, it doesn't actually matter anything, but it's amazing to me that, uh, Corey's supposed to have detention every four years, or for the next four years, and we never hear about it again. Oh, but good thing Robert Goulet's there, because that, that's the thing that helps me pass the time, as you well know. By the way, I've been shitting a little bit on Robert Goulet. He is fucking awesome. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. There's the, uh... A thriller in in Phila, I guess. And I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I hope I wasn't rambling too much. It's been a while since I've done a solo, really, but I think it went pretty well. Uh, like I said, if you want to listen to an episode with uh, me and DJ Madman, we're going to talk about the aristocrat. We're going to talk about the fact that I can't fucking say aristocrats that easily. But um, we're going to talk about that. Um, I'm normally we record before Wednesday and I drop stuff at midnight. This one will be up around then. We're going to record the aristocrats episode on Wednesday and I will drop it later tonight. So if it's not up right now, it'll be up by the time, um, Thursday rolls around. So, you know, just keep checking. Um, other than that, uh, later on this month, like probably, probably pretty soon, um, he and I are going to watch the cage match. Uh, DJ Man and I are going to watch the cage match again from Uncensored 96 just to get his opinion and really, you know, just for me to enjoy the match again. Uh, like I said, um, hopefully Artie Vice is feeling better by next week and we'll be able to watch WrestleMania 12. I'm planning on it. And obviously we're going to get into a lot of the AEW stuff that's been going on um, while we watch it. You know, we'll just talk about, you know, what's happening and shit like that. Um, I think that's about it for this month. Um, Chaos Ringside will be the week after that, but I don't, I don't suspect doing any other bonus episodes, even though I'm going to record them. Those will be for later months. So yeah, I hope you guys check all that out and, um, well, I guess we'll see you later today with, uh, the aristocrats 
And I hope everybody's having a good day. You're not having to wrestle Vader in a high school gymnasium, as so often happens. Uh, I, oh, and um, I will let you guys know when part two of this comes up and we watch the other episode, which I believe, because I did look it up, is called... Oh, what the fuck is it called? 16 Candles and 400 Pound Men. Um, which, just to whet your guys' appetite, it's a wonderful, very, it's cliche, but it's different because it's about wrestling. It's the two dates at the same time trope from a sitcom, except for the two dates are Corey's helping uh, Vader with wrestling advice. And uh, at the same time, though, he has to be at Topanga's 16th uh, uh, birthday party. And it's really important because it's their 16th birthday party and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I think uh, hindsight, I might have st- thought that should have been the episode we watched because there's a lot more wrestling in it. But, oh, well. Hindsight being what it is, I hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks, Derek Bowman, for the theme song. If you um, want to follow the show, you can do that at Chaos Pod Show on Twitter. You can write the show at chaospodshow at gmail.com. Any questions, concerns, suggestions, whatever, we're there for you. And, um, yeah, I think that's about it. I do want to give a special shout. Thank you, everybody. You made us the... 100 for the month of i believe either december or january we were the 109th ranked uh wrestling podcast in the united states on apple podcast which i a part of the reason i'm saying that is because i think it's really funny to have like five qualifiers in that sentence but it's also legit like this is just me and my friends talking into our phones trying to make things work and to have any kind of thing pop up like that as far as stats go is amazing so thank you thank you thank you and i hope we can keep bringing you the funny and bringing you the weird and bringing you the chaos have a good night everybody